0: everyone today let's talk about what drives exchange rate movements if you take a look at the exchange rates of key currencies right now you will see that they have changed from what the exchange rates were yesterday or the day before if you look at any figure depicting exchange rate movements between a pair of commonly traded currencies the figure would have ups and downs and zigs and zags and would not depict a straight line so exchange rates especially those of the key currencies like the euro, US dollar, pound or yen are moving all the time. As we know, this poses a significant challenge and risk for international investors, companies and financial institutions. So what makes exchange rates fluctuate? A simple answer would be because of market demand and supply for different currencies. However, there are nuances and the answer to this seemingly simple question can have different layers to it. So, let's try to peel these layers. The first thing is that the extent of exchange rate fluctuations of a currency against other currencies depends on the exchange rate regime the country has adopted for its currency. You can think of it as uh, to what extent does the country allow the market forces to determine the exchange rate of its currency. So it's a matter of government policy. For example, does the country have a flexible exchange rate regime or fixed? Does the country follow a flexible exchange rate regime that essentially lets the market demand and supply determine the exchange rate and the central bank mainly staying away from intervening in the foreign exchange market? Or does the country follow a fixed exchange rate regime where the country formally sets its currency at the fixed Uh, rate uh, to another currency or basket of currencies. For example, Saudi rial is currently pegged to the US dollar at the rate of about 3.75 Saudi rial to 1 US dollar. This means the Saudi central bank will have to intervene frequently whenever exchange rate deviates due to market forces from this predetermined rate of 3.75 Saudi rial to 1 US dollar. So you can think of the exchange rate regime like a spectrum. On one end, you have countries like, like uh, US or UK, Eurozone, Canada, uh, that have purely a f- freely floating currencies and they let market forces determine exchange rates and the, these countries rarely intervene on the foreign exchange market. On the other end of the spectrum, you have countries with fixed exchange rate regime such as Saudi Arabia or Hong Kong that has a version of it called currency board that have pegged their currencies at specific exchange rates. Then you have all kinds of variations along the spectrum, such as managed floating or crawling peg, where the exchange rate is pegged, but it allows for a wider range of movement around that predetermined number. So the first layer is the exchange rate regime. So after accounting for the mechanism of the exchange rate regime, which essentially determines to what extent the country is willing or allows the exchange rates be determined by market forces, then the next question is what then drives the market demand and supply for currencies? In other words, uh, what makes investors and companies want to buy or sell specific currencies like Yuan or US dollar? Historically, much of the demand and supply for currencies rose from international trade for example um, if your company is based in the u.s and let's say bought toys from a chinese company and had to deliver a payment of 10 million chinese yuan to the toy manufacturer in china well you would first need to buy 10 million chinese yuan on the foreign exchange market so that you can deliver your payment to the chinese toy company this will increase demand for Chinese Yuan on the foreign exchange market and increase the supply of U.S. dollars since you have to pay with U.S. dollars to purchase those 10 million Chinese Yuan. Or let's say your Italian company exported uh, very nice competition-style bicycles to an Australian company and received the payment of 50 million Australian dollars for those bicycles. Well, since your home currency or the home currency of the Italian company is Euro, the company would then need to sell those 50 million Australian dollars and purchase Euros with those Australian dollars on the foreign exchange market. This will increase the supply of Australian dollars and increase the demand for Euros on the foreign exchange market. So, historically, much of those transactions on the foreign exchange market was to accommodate international trade. So it was because companies uh, engaged in exports and imports. However, nowadays, much of the demand and supply for currencies occur to accommodate investment flows rather than trade flows. That means financial institutions, investors are buying and selling currencies in order to invest in global capital markets so that they can buy stocks or bonds or businesses in other countries. For example, if you were to take a look at Germany and U.S., you will see that the capital or investment flow between Germany and the United States can can be easily three or four times as large as the trade flow between these two countries in a given year. So then this takes us to the next question, uh, which is then what makes people want to invest or pull their money out of different countries? Well, that would be different economic and financial conditions in different countries. For example, a key determinant can be interest rate. As we know, international investors want to earn return on their investment and they're constantly searching for higher returns. So if interest rates of countries move in relation to each other, investors may move their money in and out of those countries and then exchange rates of those currencies will move too. There's a very popular and important economic theory called interest rate parity, and it's about how exchange rates between two currencies and the interest rates of those currencies are related. Uh, Another related determinant behind trade and investment flows can be uh, inflation differential in different countries. There's another important economic theory called purchasing power parity, which focuses on how exchange rates between two currencies are related to the price levels and inflation levels of those two countries. Then to complicate things even further, in this day and age, it's not just the inflation or interest rates that are driving demand and supply for currencies causing exchange rates to fluctuate, but it's rather market expectations about inflation or interest rates that are really driving exchange rate movements. So there are various models that try to predict exchange rate movements. Uh, For example, you have economic models that try to predict exchange rate movements using key variables like interest rates or inflation that we just talked about. Then you have the technical analysts or the chartists who are more focused on identifying patterns in exchange rate movements and since you're not just dealing with exchange rates between only two currencies but the exchange rates of many currencies at the same time as you can see predicting exchange rates becomes quite complex these days i know there are many currency trading websites and services geared towards individual investors it's true that you may be able to start trading currencies with very little money compared to say stocks after all one US dollar, for example, can buy more than 100 Japanese yen, Um, uh, just use it as an example. But if you ever see an advertisement or statement saying it's easy to predict exchange rate movements, don't believe it. As you can see, there are multiple factors and multiple layers to those factors that affect exchange rate movements.